Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 8, titled Foe. Yet another excellent episode that embodies everything I love about Person of Interest. It's so phenomenal, so clever, so brilliant, uh, filled with just constant intensity. It's phenomenal. It's so, so good. So... This episode, we'll talk about the first half of it, well, first, uh, just as its own thing. Because there is a moment where this episode kind of shifts, and I want to deal with where they were before that shift happens. Just the first half on its own, without the added depth that that shift brings in, is awesome. Uh, So basically, the way this episode starts out, uh, a... Ex-German spy from the East Germany, West Germany days. An ex-East Germany spy comes to New York to kill all of his former comrades. Because when the wall fell, his entire team made a deal with the Americans to basically put him in a hole... Just throw him to the dogs, get him out of the equation, and lock him up in exchange for all of them having new lives. So not only did he basically spend decades just away from everything, but also in the process, uh, his wife essentially got caught in the crossfire, uh, died in a staged accident that we are led to believe was meant to kill him. He took the fall for everything that team did, which basically what they were doing was taking out all of the East German defectors. Took the fall for all of it. Lost his wife because of that. And meanwhile, all of his former comrades lived cushy lives in New York. And so the first half of this episode is just this dude walking around and just taking them all out one by one by one. And it's phenomenal. It's some truly spectacular spy games. It's really badass and really phenomenal to witness. Uh, It's very much a race against time for Reese and Finch as they're, like, trying to stop this guy from killing all of them. Trying to save at least one of these people's lives. And are just in this frantic rush to 
catch up to him and to stop this dude. I especially love this one moment where there's also, by the way, this one German agent who is sent to take this dude out. Reese incapacitates him immediately, throws him to Carter and Fusco, and then Carter and Fusco are forced to let him go because of the whole uh, diplomatic immunity, blah, 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 foreign relations, blah, thing. And there's this great moment. It actually takes place in the second half, but you know what? Screw it. I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, when, in order to get information from this guy, Reese and Finch cut the dude off and just, like, <laughs> Reese has this big-ass sniper that he uses to take out the car to get them to stop so that Reese can question the guy. It's awesome. It's badass. It's an, it's an amazing sequence and one of the most... One of the most satisfying things to ever happen in the history of Person of Interest. That happened in the second half. That had nothing to do with the killing of the comrades and all that. But it just came to mind, and so I wanted to call that out. But anyway, the entire dynamic of this episode shifts. When it is revealed by the third and final target... That this dude's wife is alive. Turns out the entire thing was fake. The wife faked her own death with the help of the Americans because they had shown her pictures of what he had done and she became afraid of him. And so she just had to get away. And so she took the deal along with the dude's comrades to, like, get a new identity in New York. And he just, and she just let him believe that she was dead. Damn! <laughs> it was awesome! It, it, this is such a fantastic plot twist. I love it. So freaking much. So now... Because his whole thing is like, you betrayed me, you betrayed me, you betrayed me... Now, naturally, the wife has added to that list. So now he's coming for her. Uh, that's why Reese has to do the whole sniper thing in that incredibly badass sequence uh, to find out what her alias is and where she is. And this leads to that amazing scene in the wife's house where the dude shows up ready to kill the wife and then Reese is there. And they have this great moment where it's just two spies being awesome spy dudes. Uh, the dude tortures Reese to try and get information out of him. He fails. And then just before Fusco walks in and is able to save Reese, the dude finds out that not only is his wife alive, but she has a daughter. And it is his daughter. She hid a child from him. And so immediately after Fusco uh, rescues Reese, the dude just goes over to the daughter. 
holds the daughter hostage so she'll call her mother and say, Hey, you need to meet with this guy, meet in the park. And it all leads to this magnificent park sequence where we have father, the mother, the daughter, Finch and Reese, with Carter and Fusco surrounding them. Like, it's just everyone is in this one, is in this one tight little box. Just guns out, ready to do something. And the spy and his wife get into this big discussion of like, why? Why'd you do it? And she talks about, like, because my husband's not who I thought he was. And the daughter, you can kind of see on her face, because this dude didn't say, I'm your father at any point. You could tell on the daughter's face, shit, is, is this dude my dad? Because the way they're talking, you can kind of see, like, like, she actually asked at one point, uh, mom, who is this man? Like, and she kind of, like, just, pieces like she puts two and two together you and you can kind of see it on her face like they never show her realizing it they never have her saying oh crap you're my dad but like they show you everything you need to see to realize oh she's putting all the pieces together and it's an amazing standoff and then the dude pulls out the gun reshoots the spy and then we find out that the gun was empty. This was this was suicide by vigilante. And he's like, yeah, I, I wasn't going to hurt them. And then they have one last uh, little talk about their countries making them monsters. By the way, holy crap, this episode has the best pairing of A story and B flashback. Because the flashbacks that we should see throughout this entire episode are one of Reese's first missions as a spy. Where he's forced to be complicit to just killing a couple guys without any form of due process. Without any form of confirmation that they're the shitbags that uh, the government said they were. That his superiors said they were. And his handler going like, hey, you don't have any friends. Not anymore. You are cut off from everything. You see the beginnings of how Reese's country turned him into a monster. While we're seeing the after effects of this German guy being turned into a monster by his country. And we're seeing the fallout from that. It's brilliant. It's so, so beautiful. It's a great pairing of present day storylines and flashbacks. But anyway, we have one last discussion about how this dude's government turned him into a murderous black-hearted monster, and then he dies. And then Reese F's off. Finch, the wife and the daughter, having already F'd off. And we're left with Carter and Fusco discovering the body of the spy. And then we get this one last scene in the graveyard, thinking like, man, you think anyone will care about our names? Because no one cared about his. This is under an assumed name. 
And that's it. That's the episode. God, it's so good. It's so... I love this show. I forgot how much I love this... Like, let's be honest. This last week and a half reminded me how much I love Person of Interest. And this isn't even the best of Person of Interest. We're not even into, like, the later seasons where it just becomes a goddamn masterpiece. Like, God, this show's so good. It's so, so freaking good. Anyway, had to gush a little bit, uh, just detached from everything else. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or... If that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, if you become a patron at Patreon also, uh, you get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, uh, which I put out once every month. Totally forgot to mention that at the appropriate moment. Uh, remembered at the last possible second, because I'm a professional. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, tomorrow we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 9. Talk to you then.